Hey, Tim. It's still doing whatever. Yeah, you want to come look at it? I got to get a battery for my headphones. Yay, brand new headphones. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I'm going to get underneath all these cables. Let's see here. <laughs> uh, I had my headphones. I went to the dentist today, and I'm really scared of the dentist, so I brought my headphones with me, and I think I killed them. So. Oh, no. Yeah. They're good now, though. Okay. Oh, so good. I'm going to go over the where I was and back up a little bit, hope that it makes sense. So, all yeah. right. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Javier might have a challenge for this episode. Oh, he's so nice. Let's all say nice things about Javier. Hi, Javier. Don't cut any of the nice things out. I'm joined by Adman. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good, except for technical difficulties. (laughs) So fun. Yay! A beeping computer. Yeah, so this week uh, we have two over episodes six and seven. Episode six is A Fractured Inheritance, and episode seven is The Worst Possible Use of Free Will. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, I've got the recap of the first one. It's short and sweet. Eleanor discovers the joy of seeing her mother happy, while Tahani recognizes the importance of being a good sister. Eleanor uh, goes to visit her mother after finding out that her mom had faked her own death. has a new family with a new husband and a new daughter. Now, I'm not quite clear on whether they are married or just seeing each other, but they're a tight-knit group. And Eleanor, rather than believing that her mother is actually happy, thinks that her mom is scamming this family, only to discover that her mom actually is happy and uh, that the best thing she can be is a good mom for the new. Uh, Meanwhile, Tahani goes to her sister's art installation and wants to tear the whole thing apart with an axe, but realizes that the artwork is as much about her as it is about her sister and the two of them reconcile over their shared problems with their family. So that's the long-winded version of the short sentence. What do you think of this one? I liked this one. I think I I had some difficulty with Eleanor and her mom, but really I think Eleanor's feelings about the whole situation were very valid, and she reacted in a very Eleanor way. Yeah, I think it was really in keeping with the way Eleanor is. Um, you know, she's taking this all as a reflection of herself. But yeah, I I think that Eleanor realizing she's being selfish is kind of the, you know, the recurring theme of the show. I think I realized why Eleanor was upset a little bit right before she did when I was watching it. I'm like, well, she's mad because her mom's being a great mom to this kid. It's very valid, valid feelings. Even as an adult, it sucks to see wasn't a parent to you being a parent to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I 
I, um, you know, I like, I like a more balanced episode, I think, but we did, we did get a lot of backstory on these two. Yeah, we did. Didn't get much Jason beyond him, uh, renaming all of Camilla's artwork as boobs. <laughs> Which was the most important thing he could do. <laughs> and yeah. then Chibi, like, just kind of being unable to see past that once, once Jason started it. <laughs> Yeah. And at least and Chidi was able to help Tahani kind of figure out what was the real root of the issue between her and Camilla. So that was kind of cool. I, I enjoyed the scene where Chidi went up and ta- tried to talk to Camilla and she took all of his fears away. Yeah. It was like and then they came back. A weird mysticism thing. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, um, I'm not sure that I fully bought the fact that Tahani just, it just dawned on her that like all of this artwork means that we're sisters or whatever. It seemed awfully quick, but I guess mm-hmm. they had to resolve it in the course of 22 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember if there was any other. I mean, I guess the whole, um, I enjoyed Michael bonding with, uh, Diana's, Donna's boyfriend about being architects. Oh, yeah. TV's Andy Daly. Oh, it was so good to see him. But, uh, yeah. And then, you know, as soon as he says he's an architect, they think they have some sort of code together. Yeah, and he did a good job. And I thought the little girl was pretty realistic, too. She had to keep reminding Eleanor that she was nine. Uh, And Eleanor has no idea what like three looks like or 23 looks like. Nope. Buy her a crib. (laughs) Oh, it's too real. So, uh, yeah. So did you, I, I noticed, or I guess they, they underlined the fact that her mom is using her alias, Diana Tremaine. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you got to figure that, uh, not only is Eleanor, you know, or what have you her mom is stealing hers to steal an identity (laughs) yeah and you makes you wonder what um what age eleanor's mother is trying to pass as yeah she looks exactly the same as all of the flashbacks they didn't age her or anything no but she's becoming a suburban nevada mom yeah and this episode didn't feel like another reboot or another like blank slate or any of that it was just kind of mm-hmm. place and time episode where they both got to move forward a little bit you would you would think that with jason and chidi both there to help tahani that she would have at least had a little bit of extra um interaction with those two as they tried to help her but it was really just her mm-hmm. mostly yeah, her and then a little bit of Chidi. I mean, they they both got arrested together. They couldn't say that before this episode. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Was it the end of this episode where they mentioned Janet got pulled over because the officer wanted to tell her how perfect her driving was? <laughs> I don't remember if it was this one or not, but it, I do remember I, that. I think it was the. I think it was the end of this episode. <laughs> it must. Uh, uh, Either that or it was the beginning of the second, but I think it was the end of the first episode. Uh, oh, uh, we didn't mention um, Michael's uh, truth drop on Eleanor at the end of the first episode in the car. He goes and tells her that 
you know, she was in love with Chidi once before. Oh, yep. And she she was unaware of this until he went out and said that, which leads right into the second episode. Mm-hmm. And But I like that. And then he... Do you want to listen to a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Just let her... Let her sink that all in with a nice episode of Serial or something. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What podcast would demons listen to? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, true crime. I don't know. He's he's moved beyond that now. Yeah. We're, and we really didn't get much Janet at all in this episode besides her and Jane in the uh, museum and talking about the value of the paintings. Oh. That was about the only Janet. Oh, yeah. You know, you're right, where she's able to just kind of, like, point at them and realize how much they are. Yeah. Or how how much they were worth before she came to Earth, which I guess is a little over a year ago at this point. Yeah, tight. They were doing their um, experiment for a year before we, before they discovered Michael and Janet. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, time's a little bit loose with this season, but... I think you're right. I think it's been about a year. Been about two years since they died, because I think it was about a year before she went to find Chidi in Australia. Yeah, time has been... They haven't aged at all. No, they really haven't. <laughs> Though I guess they're they're all kind of at that age where you do stop looking like you age for a little yeah, while. Yeah, that'd be nice. Let's all do that. Um... So I feel like we've hit the major plot points, but I've got a few jokes here. I don't know about you. Did you do you have anything that you want to add to the first episode? I think I'm good. I think we can move into the joke machine. Okay. First of all, Michael doesn't want to give Eleanor too much news because he doesn't want to be a bummer. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that Eleanor's mom faked her death for Gene Simmons roundaboutly. <laughs> oh yeah. Died by um, getting trampled when she bent down to adjust her toe ring at a Rascal Flats concert. <laughs> oh, the two of them, they're just perfect. Uh-huh. Michael is called a stretch. Alex Trebek. <laughs> he is. <laughs> the writers really nailed that one. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Dave's napkins. Dave, the new husband's napkins are made oh. out of shirt material. <laughs> Eleanor's mom says that things are real as the nails underneath her acrylic nail. <laughs> she does. Let's see. She tries to pass Eleanor off as her sorority sister, which that's interesting. Which I, I find that funny because then we learn that Dave knew the truth the whole time. So why did she even try that? Yeah. Is that for Patricia's sake or... Yeah, I was. I guess Patricia was there at that point, but it was just say say she's your much younger sister or something. I don't know. Sorority sister was interesting. Oh, it was um, Capazeta Jones was the sorority, (laughs) which I didn't catch the first time around. Let's see. At one point, Jason starts to get a little bit more affectionate. To Janet, there's a little bit of hint of that this episode. Eleanor's mom in her PTA speech mentions that this uh, be a nuclear testing facility. (laughs) (laughs) 
turned suburb turned school and it's the it's like the MGM Grand Elementary yeah, School the or MGM something. Grand School. So, <laughs> I guess they're just outside of Vegas. I know they're in Nevada, but Yeah. <laughs> Michael designs gives uh, Dave a bunch of plans for a building, but they don't have yeah. a bathroom. <laughs> oh, um Dave was the architect of a Hooters that is classy like a bank. <laughs> he mentioned it was the first Hooters ever made out of brick, and he thought it was like his Monticello. <laughs> I didn't catch that, but that's funny. He has a little inside joke with Michael about the auditorium instead of auditorium. Oh, yeah. Oh, did, did did you see what was on Eleanor's plate at the PTA meeting? No, but was meeting? it shrimp? <laughs> she had no. She had a plate piled full of like sliced cheese that you would have with crackers at some kind of that event like her piled with the cheese and she was sitting there with eating I don't see cheese. anything wrong with that that sounds perfectly normal no <laughs> it's just kind of rude to take it all from everyone <laughs> but it's very Eleanor Eleanor finally confronts her mom by saying I'm not happy but I think you are and says that She's basic, but that that's okay. <laughs> and she's basic because she does yoga and goes to cheesecake, avocado egg rolls, and drinks Chardonnay with ice cubes. And she only has one, and she gets sleepy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then uh, she, Eleanor tells her mother to take her escape money, which she has all the time, in like a laundry soapbox. And spend it on Patricia, which is like a nice thing for Eleanor to do. Oh, and Eleanor tried to disembowel Patricia's stuffed animals because she thought that's where Diana was hiding the money. Yeah, I forgot about that. I think I immediately blocked that out. You don't go cutting up a girl's stuffed animals. No. No. (laughs) I don't think Patricia would have liked that. Who knows how old she is? She might be like 45. She's probably fine. Okay, anything else from that first uh, episode? I don't think so. It just kind of leads Touch into on. Eleanor finding out about her and Chidi, which is the second half of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead, Rachel. Okay, I'll go ahead and recap this one. Um, so it kind of starts out with Eleanor finding out that she has been in love before, and she told Chidi that she loved him. And she wants Michael to show her how they fell in love. So Michael takes Eleanor through a bunch of the different reboots and how she and Chidi fell in love. And we see all of that. And I guess in the meantime, our other friends are traveling back from Budapest. Michael keeps mentioning he has to go pick them up from the airport. We see a day in the life of Eleanor and Chidi where all of our friends get to pick out their soulmate pets. Uh, Jason picks an imaginary animal called a penguin. I think they're real too, Eleanor. Uh, (laughs) um, Eleanor picks a lizard. Tahani picks a mere centaur, which is half horse and half Tahani. And uh, Chidi gets stuck with an owl. Poor Chidi. (laughs) uh, They deal with that and we see how that causes Eleanor and Chidi to fall in love with each other and how they go on from that point and that reboot. And then, so we see a little more of that. We see a couple more reboots. Eleanor keeps insisting that 
she's never done anything that was free will because Michael had control over her in the afterlife. And then um, we get to the end of the episode and she decides that she does believe in free will and she does think people can change and they want to up the Skull Squad. She suggests they get Rihanna, but Michael has another idea. So our friends are headed to rural Canada. But wait, the episode's not over yet. We see Sean, a cocoon, Glenn, and the woman whose name I can never remember that seems to be an assistant yeah. of Sean's. Sal. Standing in front of a makeshift portal. And they're talking about who's going to go through to Earth. And Sean un- unzips the pod and out pops Vicky, who thinks no time has passed and is still going on about how many times Michael rebooted our friends and they say you're going through this portal and she does and walks and winds up on earth and a second later Sean pops out behind her. They're all on earth now. So who in Canada? Uh, Maybe Doug Forsett? That's what I'm thinking. He was Canadian. He was from Calgary in the 70s. Which makes him, let's see, if he was in his late, maybe early 20s in the 70s, so he's like 70 years old. I wonder who's going to play Doug Forsett. I would think they might just put makeup on the guy. Uh, but was it an actor? I think it was just somebody's friend that they put in oh, the photo. In well, the, like, I don't think knows, but because that was like the very first episode. So who knows if they even... Yeah, if they're supposed to find like the epitome of human goodness, then I would guess that that's who the. But he's he's yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess we'll have to see because Doug Forsett was the person who got it like, what was it, eighty some or ninety some percent right on the first try. (laughs) Yeah, the afterlife, something crazy. Pick a pet day. (laughs) (laughs) Back to pick a pet day. What did we think of pick? What, I guess what did we think of this episode in general? I didn't ask that. I, mean, I liked, I liked it, a lot. it too. I also feel like uh, not that much happened, but it was- no, <laughs> yeah, I liked seeing a little bit more of some of the reboots because I enjoy them when they're in the good place, and it's nice to see that at least some memories of that time in because none of the rest of our friends remember any of that and they went through a lot yeah, of reboots. well and michael allows her to see her time in the good place by putting her ears which like fries her hair <laughs> oh she was so mm-hmm. creepy i think that were those the same type of pods that janet used to allow chidi to relive the breakup with Simone again and again. Yeah, they, it was something they looked similar. the same to me. I wasn't sure if it was, you know, just similar or not, but it it was good. And, you know, it made me realize how much I missed having those scenes that were in the good place and not on Earth. And it hasn't even been that long. As. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I forgot, like, how much I really enjoy, and it hasn't been that long since we've seen them, but the Eleanor and Chidi scenes, like I liked seeing them together in the good place and dealing with philosophy lessons and 
attacked me and I'm supposed to be turned into an owl, but I'm here helping you instead. And I just like Eleanor and Chidi as much as I enjoy the Eleanor and Michael show, which is kind of what it's been the last couple episodes. It was nice to see Eleanor and Chidi back together. Yeah. And, and surprisingly um, believable. I kind of thought maybe it would be, you know, shoehorned in there somehow in a way that didn't really, you know, fulfill any kind of backstory but it it was it was nice and sweet and this i guess was one of the reboots where eleanor and chidi were soulmates and so were jason and tahani because she mentioned something about him and of course he was jianyu was he talking as jianyu to tahani though at that point i don't i didn't recognize that i just saw him in the garb so yeah and i know he was talking to eleanor and chidi but I don't remember whether he actually talked in front of Tahani, pretending to be Jianyu, the world's hmm. most boring monk. <laughs> in the meantime, like this is back when Michael was still evil toward them. So you know he he tries to explain that there there isn't soulmates and that he made it up. And seeing him be mean like that is just a quick reminder that okay yeah he hasn't always been such a good guy and we've we've just kind of gotten used to it (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he has changed and so has Eleanor as we mentioned at the end of the episode they talk about how you know they have changed and they're some of the only people by the end she thinks they're the only people that have free will because they know about the afterlife which I feel like is a change from what they said before yeah but what does that mean for everybody else? Well, we're duped. <laughs> I don't know. We got to go find the rural Canadian yeah. savior. Or at least the Tostitos Public Library. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that it was the Tostitos. Saw that and the the diner, apparently. I guess they're still in Nevada. But, or no, did they go back to Arizona? Because th- she said something about being in an Arizona yeah, Public I, Library. I, so. Um, I do know that they had uh, a Jeff Foxworthy poetry book. <laughs> yes, that was, and the Bible was the only book in the sex ed <laughs> department. I remember him saying that too. If the uh, Eleanor and Chidi getting together subplot from way back when was a big thing that we never thought we would get resolution to, this, that's really what this episode was for. Well, we got to see the reboot where Chidi was trapped in a shiny purple bubble. <laughs> that was a weird reboot. Yeah. 244 or 344 yeah. or something like I, that. You know, I think between these these two episodes, we've got some really good character development. But then it was really just the arrival of the baddies on Earth that's going to propel the next few episodes forward, I think. Yeah. And I'm interested. I think there's going to be a couple... Sounds like there's going to be a, an episode. Uh, an episode next week, and then maybe a couple episodes in December, and then three in January. That's what it sounds like for the rest of the season. But yeah, because we're up to what next week will be episode yeah, eight, I, right? It, you know, they name, they number them funny. Um, but does that? I guess that means we're not doing a mid-season break. They're I, just doing little pauses in between. Is that right? I 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess there's only after, well, after next week, there's only four episodes left, and one of them is probably an hour long. So it may, next week may be the last oh, okay. one before yeah, the break. Yeah, that's what I thought originally. But we'll have to see, because I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, it's three weeks in January, and the last episode's an hour. That would make sense, because there'll only be four half So then the next after. one with the bad guys is probably going to be pretty intense. <laughs> Yeah, bad guys and potentially wow. Doug Forsett. And now I'm going to be so disappointed if it's not Doug Forsett. <laughs> but I don't know who else. Yeah, they'd see I mean in it could be anyone Canadian. They're all they're all good people, right? <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> but yeah, any other jokes? I feel like there wasn't a ton of joke machine yeah, fodder mean, this episode. You know, it was funny, but not like yeah. the little jokes. Well, yeah, yeah, Tahania, the mere senator. That that was funny because she was totally acting. <laughs> and like... the two of them just didn't like each other, like right off the bat, because of the way they act. <laughs> um, uh, the only the only thing that yeah. I thought was you know pretty decently funny that could have just been a throwaway was that Eleanor had a crush on the Muppets. <laughs> I forgot about that. And then when she realized she was dead, she asked to assume the eagle was there. Oh, of all the Muppets, he's very authoritative, and I find that reassuring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If she could just get Sam the Eagle and Stone Cold Steve Austin to be the same guy, I think she'd be very happy. Both the library and the diner are used for <laughs> yeah. porn directly after they uh, close. And uh, <laughs> Michael dumps the iced tea on Illinois waitress comments and it's usually the other way around yeah and uh eleanor uh gets in like this existential thing where she can't figure out what to order and can't forget them forget kind of gets upset about the meaning of life and then michael's like i want okay yeah i'll have one of those too Kristen bell to have fun with it because the lizard just kind of kept climbing all over her um with the little with the little hat yes <laughs> Yeah, I kind of wish they would have made Eleanor's that soul pet a sloth, because yeah. that would have been perfect. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking when I would see Kristen Maybe Bell with the lizard. Maybe she couldn't have held it together with a sloth. <laughs> what Probably would your soul not. animal be? Oh, I don't know. I'd say a dolphin, but it'd be hard to... <laughs> dolphin home with me mm -hmm. Aww, maybe a nice. butterfly see i i like what cheese about you? Owl, although i do think that talon marks would be a real problem yeah that, that no, owl and those did not puppies like, like he for sure puppies oh, <laughs> you were so cute cheaty's indecision strikes again michael seemed to say like oh well if cheaty wants a puppy we'll just get him one which you know like no now he's got this owl who's just gonna hurt him <laughs> did we did we learn yep. what was what was uh, Jason's animal? Oh, a penguin. It was in the house. It was like a there was like a little CGI penguin in front of him in the house when they were talking about getting I ready to go that. to the I party later. Penguins. I didn't know that he wound up with one. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah. he did. Surprised oh. he didn't pick a jaguar. Yeah, he wouldn't know what one looks like. <laughs> <laughs> not for real, anyway. Probably not. He would probably yeah, be, be expecting be a Bortles. football player. Um, yeah, it'd be, I would. It'd be some kind of bird. Birds are good. Well, I think that just about does it for these two episodes. Unless yeah, you have anything um, else just, you want to bring up. Just the joke that uh, Tahani was like uh, Tahani as some kind of 
common glue factory hobo horse. <laughs> yes. The mere centaur uh, to Hania. It's, it's just too much. Sometimes I really do think that it's more about the writers having fun than anything else. <laughs> yeah, they certainly do have fun. Eleanor really liked Nietzsche because she spent a lot of her life thinking she was better than everyone else. And Nietzsche just like proved that she's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a good reason. Oh, and she ta- she what did she call Thomas Aquinas? Yeah, like Quine Quine or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tommy Quine Quine, I think is what she called him. So yeah, yeah. You know the, that that version of Eleanor really into philosophy. Each version of Eleanor seemed to have increasingly good hair, which is unfortunate for people like me who have very bad hair. So take it while you got it. <laughs> Well, um, Eleanor did have very bad hair and teeth when she first watched her. um, I have never related more to Kristen Bell than I did in that moment. (laughs) Oh, and from that exchange, Michael saying he has uh, no way of judging the attractive. But no, you did not pull that off. She's normally a very attractive human being, but bald, toothless Kristen Bell is not. Okay. Of the next episode, dealing with the confrontation between both forces before we have a break. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope was, so. It wasn't Glenn, too, was it? It was just yeah. It was there. there was Glenn, Glenn was there? Yeah. Well, I don't know. They they didn't step through the portal. It was just Vicky. Yeah. Stepped through the portal. Okay. But Glenn and so Val were they both may be there. behind the scenes, but so. we we at least get two of them, and one of the two is Vicky, who we haven't seen in a while. So yeah, I was kind of surprised Sean didn't put <laughs> Glenn through the portal first. There's no chuck him through. Okay, well, it was good to talk yeah, to you, you with, too. about these episodes. Sorry for all the technical and, difficulties. <laughs> interesting to yeah, interesting to just have the two of us for a change, but. Hopefully the listeners enjoy it. I guess we uh, stop the recording. How do we usually end the episode? Yeah, uh, let's Hi, see. Javier. So, uh, thanks for joining us. And so I'll just say good night to you, Rachel. Good night, Rachel. Good night, Peg. <laughs> good night, Sarah. Oh my gosh, I I I can't believe I'm about to tell you this. I don't think that was recording. Thank <laughs> you.